Hot Takes with Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury is not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Series now, two games to one. We in trouble. Or are we in trouble? Are we in trouble? When you ask a question, PK, tone matters. Is it rhetorical? Or is it just a legit, I want to know what you think? We in trouble, I want to know. It's a question. We get a lot of, that's a terrible question, fire the interns who post your question. But Todd posts, I think it's a good question. My gut reaction is, of course not. We're up 2-1 to one and still have home court advantage. But... Seeing Mitchell get hobbled every single game, he is clearly not 100%. And with Conley still not playing, I'm very concerned. If they're both healthy and playing, we got this. Maybe in six or seven games. If these two are not healthy, we may not advance. Mitchell's playing, so what are we worried about? I I don't worry about him. If it had been a closer game with seven minutes to go, he would have played. Yeah. But it wasn't, and he didn't. So, people have, like, problems. I mean, you... Pick 10 people off the street. Somebody's got something. Some are more serious than others, but everybody's got something. So, I mean, how do I know the Clippers aren't, they, they don't have uh, guys playing with whatnot and all that? I mean, that doesn't Probably matter. Probably do. I mean, your guy, Serge Ibaka, isn't even there. He's yep. out. Sure. They can't get a surge from Ibaka. Nice wordplay. Scott says if Donovan Mitchell is out, which he's not, he's not out, but if he's out or he's not out. visibly not himself, I hate to say it, but we are toast. All right, here's the deal. He's yeah. obviously limited, right? He's going 30 points. And he, I'm getting to that. How's he I'm getting to that. He doesn't score in the first period. They tweak their defense, right? And the Jazz are reacting to it. But then Donovan goes for 16 in the second, and he's got 30 points with seven minutes to go in the fourth yeah. quarter. He scored 30 points in. A 29-minute span in the game, and he was on the bench for some of that. So whatever is wrong with him is not stopping him from scoring. I would disagree that he's obviously limited. Defensively, he looks limited. He's not moving well. The closeouts and that extra-long film session you speak of, that had to come up. He isn't being paid to play defense. When has he been Mr. Defense? Can't jog towards Paul George when he's hot. I mean, if he's cold and you want him to shoot, okay, don't, put don't somebody close else out on him. him shoot. Don't take care of that one. He's playing. He's out there. I don't want to hear it. Warren says, did anyone expect a sweep? Really? No. It, that's like four O's he put in there, too. It's going to be a tough series to win. Yeah. It's not about because they lost, we expected a sweep. It's, are the Clippers a better team? That's the issue. Are the Clippers a better team? comes down to that. They have the potential to be the better team. I think that's for sure. I don't have any problem saying that. And if they play like they did Saturday, they are the better team. Brian Tracy says it's just one game. The media's got to pump the brakes, LOL. Jazz will be fine. You figured the Clippers would be ready. It was a must-win game for them. No, it wasn't, but uh, if they can sustain it, they're a hard out. Right, but who can sustain 56% shooting and 53% from three? They were the number one team. So if they shoot 48%. Three-point shooting at 41%. And then they can win it. We're not talking about that level of sustainment. 
I'm talking about sustaining high level of play. Not the highest level of play, but a high level of play. <laughs> then they'll beat the Jazz. Unless the Jazz sustain a higher level of play. And I think there's something to be said for that, yeah. It's possible, probable, I can't even go probable, that the Clippers will sustain this, and if they do, can I guarantee that they would win? I can't even do that, because the Jazz have more to offer there, also. The, 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 they, they certainly have to get Conley back, and it's not just necessarily Conley himself, it's pushing Joe to the bench mm-hmm. and get more production out of the bench because right now the bench is basically Clarkson and hope for a bucket from uh, anybody favors. Yeah, Niang's not playing well. We can have we love the guy and he's the minivan and he's charming and he's one of our guys, but he's still not playing well. I mean, he had stupid turnovers. I uh, took a shot from top of the key. I thought it was forced. Get set if you're set. Not if you got a half an inch opening, just fire it up. No. So, and you look at it, his minutes are down, and I think his minutes are down because Quinn doesn't trust him as much. So it's up to Niang to get it going a little bit because he was a major contributor in his role. Now, his role doesn't dictate major contributions across the board all the time, but in his role, he was a major contributor. And so that's just one, and I'm certainly not pinning the loss on George Niang by any stretch. <laughs> so, but I'm saying they gave up 132 points. Their bench becomes weak. Well, he's one for nine shooting in this series. He hit a three pointer. He's one for seven from three, and so he hits a couple of threes, and you get a little run going on the bench because Clarkson's doing his thing, and we've seen that in a lot of games over the course of the season, but we haven't seen it in this series. Yeah, so now, right now their bench is thin. And I've only said it for the last year. I would rather see Favor shoot a corner three than Oni. He gets, going in. He gets four <laughs> or five minutes. He gets four or five minutes in the first half to buy some time so that everybody isn't playing 40-plus minutes. Fine, and he doesn't come shoot. back. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, uh, was it game two, I think? He played like five minutes. He had an offensive rebound on yeah. a long three. But he didn't take a shot, and I, and I did think when he checked out, I thought PK's, PK's shaking his head like, that's what we need. You defended for five right. minutes. Right. He's got a nice body. Yeah. I could just see you stepping in there between Alex, just throwing an elbow, clearing Alex out, clearing Quinn out, and then you're the coach. That's what we need, kid. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm concerned, but my concern level isn't any more than it was Saturday afternoon. But it's more than it, what it was before after game the one? Grizzlies won. No. I'm comparing, like, when the Grizzlies won their game. Oh, I see what you're saying. I had At no 0-1, concern that the yeah. Jazz were going to lose. Zero. At 0-1, your confidence level in that series was still very high. Totally agree. Right. And right. so this series, the Clippers are obviously much better. So my concern now isn't any more or less than it was before the series started. Totally agree. If you, before series one, and, and we don't know Conley's out, well, we did because Conley got, he was out of game five, so we at least had an idea. Um, but before game one, if you had been offered Jazz, win the first two, and lose the third, will you sign, on a, sign off on that right now and hit fast forward? No question. Yes, I would have. Now at 2-0, you get greedy. 
Until you're thinking, oh, just win this thing, be up 3-0, well, just come back from 3-0. And it's not just that, but I certainly agree that is the ultimate. Because if you win by one, it's the same as winning by 30. But somehow the Clippers playing well, and the Clippers seem to be a bunch of bandwaggers, as you would say, and front runners. And so not they, as I would say, as I literally did say one they time. They got their confidence. Paul George with confidence is dangerous. When they say a wounded animal is dangerous or something, well, Paul George with confidence, that frightens me. That literally scares me in a basketball sense because he has that ability. So I would have liked to seen the Clippers win a much closer game and Paul being four for 13 or something. But now he's feeling really good about himself. And he is a dangerous player. And when you, you know, the proverbial X factor, X player, whatever, I think it's him because I sort of count on Kawhi a little bit more consistently. And then there are other guys, uh, role players. Now, Reggie Jackson, I got to tip my hat to him. He's, been, he's making a bunch of shots. So those two, Jackson and George, got all sorts of confidence, which frightens me in the basketball sense more than it did earlier in the series before the series started. Because I didn't count on Jackson being this good. Paul George, I see no reason why he isn't really good all the time. Because as I've said, he just you just look at him, he just screams NBA player, right? Doesn't he have all the sports? Then he just scream it. Uh, and so if he's feeling good about himself, uh, that makes me nervous. And I don't need Joe to get into his skin and any of that stuff because I don't know that it's working right now. So I'm not really concerned about that. Joe, do what you do, and if it, if it happens, it happens. But I wouldn't say, oh, get under his skin, and that's going to throw him off his game because his game is pretty good right now. So I have, a, I have a deep level of concern of the Jazz being able to beat the Clippers, but probably no more than it always has been because last year I picked the Clippers, and this year I thought, okay, well, we'll see. What, what can Paul George do in the postseason? So far, so good. I think the, uh, not to go Jerry Sloan on Paul George here, but, uh, you know, what are you made of? He, he shot the ball really poorly in the first game. Shot it better in the second, shot it even better in the third, and they went home. So for whatever that's worth, you know, not at altitude, don't have fans screaming at you, used to the shooting background. We know the list of boxes to check there. But he's been getting better shooting the ball here as the series goes along. And, and he has the ability to really impact the game even with poor shooting. Yes, absolutely. He was. Uh, he didn't really rebound it in Game 3, uh, but he had a lot of rebounds in the first two games, and he usually piles up the assists as well. So I, I would feel better this morning if the Jazz had a better effort, but maybe that doesn't matter because these are individual games, and it's hard to say that there's a flow and a continuity from one game to the next. Sometimes there is, a lot of times there is, but maybe there isn't always. So how do I know what tonight brings relative to as I studied what Saturday brought? doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a continuation when they hit the floor. Now, that could be think, for better or worse, too. I think even though uh, I love me some numbers and some stats and some analytics, not to the level Locke does, but I still love him. Who are you kidding? I think this is the game where I'm much more interested from the Jazz perspective in your jersey mindset type of talk. Because, you know, would you feel better if it was a close game? 
Well, I don't know if I would. If Game I 3 would. had been close, would the Jazz have thought, oh, we got this, we barely lost it, we're fine? Or is it better that they got beat and maybe they're a little pissed off and they bring a little, you know, the desperation the, and a little extra adrenaline, a little extra juice? If they lost a close game, they would think we got this. They have None of them have gotten any of this ever. The so only guy who's won a second round series who played the other night is Bogdanovich. He had one with Washington. That's it. So there's no reason to think you got anything. You're the Jazz. Nobody likes you. <laughs> it's not true. We're cool. I saw it in the Washington Post. <laughs> and when they had announced that Dwayne Wade thing, I give you the news like weeks ahead of time. I tweeted out, the Jazz are cool. And the Washington Post saw that. And Two thought, freaking months later. We've got to get somebody out there. <laughs> well, right, but they're waiting for the playoffs. Why? They ain't any cooler now than they they were then. They were obsessed with spring training. They were probably all over that. Everybody wanted to go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) When the Dwayne Wade thing was announced, it was in April, so spring training had come and gone. Yuck, I'm just making (laughs) stuff up, throwing it against the wall. Can you tell? And I won't tolerate it. I'm about facts. (laughs) And that's not F-A-X. It's F-A-C-T-S. Oh, old school. So there you freaking go. Yeah, and I read the comments. The comments didn't act like the Jazz were cool. Same old stuff. And the Mormons, they're racist, this and that. I mean, it's just one thing after another. They had 52 comments when I looked at it yesterday, and 45 of them were, that place sucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they the biggest bunch of racists I've ever seen. It's, it, it, it's interesting how you can just stereotype. Depending on who's doing the stereotyping, it's absolutely fine. But if another group does it, oh, my goodness, we got to have all sorts of congressional hearings on it. DJ and PK. When we come back, there's yet another question of the day, and we'll let you weigh in. Paul George on his relationship with Joe Ingles. If you missed this, Yaka will play it for you next. You'll get a giggle. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.